Welcome to Progressive Opinions of Color, a podcast that creates space for people of color and conversations about economics, culture, politics, and basically any topic that's out there. I'm your host, Nancy Wu, and today's special guest is Grecia Martinez-Rosas. She is the executive director of United We Dream, UWD, which is the largest immigrant youth-led community in the country. Originally from Hidalgo, Mexico, Grista migrated to the U.S. with her parents at a young age and grew up in Texas. While studying biology at Texas A&M University, she co-founded the first undocumented youth-led organization in the conservative university's more than 100-year history and continues to be a progressive movement leader in the fight for immigrant and racial justice. Under Grista's fearless leadership, Immigrant youth and allies from United We Dream have organized nationwide to ensure Democrats in Congress included a pathway to citizenship for millions in their budget resolution. Now, the fates of approximately 11 million undocumented immigrants are in the hands of congressional Democrats, where Senator Schumer is leading the charge in passing a budget that would grant lawful permanent status to undocumented immigrants. And that's some of what we'll be talking about today. However, at the time that we filmed this conversation, it was before the Senate parliamentarian ruled that immigration reform will need to be achieved through something other than the budget reconciliation bill, which is deeply disappointing. It really sucks. But Senate Democrats have been preparing alternative proposals and will be holding additional meetings with the Senate parliamentarian. So we'll see what happens. But for now, let's talk about these important issues and learn more about United We Dream. So welcome to the show, Grecia. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, It's an honor to join you today. So my name is Grecia Martinez-Rosas. I serve as the executive director of United We Dream and United We Dream Action. We're the nation's largest immigrant youth-led network. I am myself, I'm undocumented, I'm unafraid, I'm queer and I am unashamed. Um, and, you know, I think that this is such a pivotal moment, an important conversation, and I'm just grateful for you sharing your platform with me to talk about things that matter to me and, and the members of UWD. Tell us more about um, UWD and what you guys do and what are some of the things you guys are working on right now? Yes. Yeah, so we are um, a network of young, queer, black and brown people all across the country. We are um, one million members strong. We have uh, p- people um, come to us anywhere from ages actually 14 to 35. Um, and we really are grounded in this idea that those people closest to the pain closest to um, the real impacts in our lives are also closest to the solutions, the innovations, and the breakthroughs. We are what folks call, may know as the dreamers, immigrant uh, immigrant young people that have been at the leading edge of the immigrant rights movement um, for the last 10 years. Um, and United We Dream is a representation of the immigrant youth movement. Um, and so we're uh, we are right now in the midst of um, calling for a citizenship for millions of undocumented people in the U.S. Uh, we organize, we uh, share our stories, we drive narrative work um, so that the country sees immigrants as human um, and that we see ourselves as people that are worthy of love, of worthy of a good fight and also worthy of uh, policy um, in this country that makes uh, allows us to thrive. So that's a bit about United We Dream. But in this moment, I'll say that we're in a synopsis. We're like undocumented, unafraid, queer, unashamed young people all across the U.S. That's 
so badass. A million members. One of my um, best friends is undocumented, and he's also queer. I wonder if he's. I'm going to tell him to join. But he was yes! on one of my. Yeah, I was like, this is awesome. Like we're. I had him as a guest on one of my earliest episodes, and we talked about how to participate in politics when you're undocumented. And that was right before the 2020 election. And he couldn't vote, even though he's been in this country for so many years and works and pays taxes, which is insane. And so we were thinking about like, what are what are some ways that undocumented folks in the US can participate? I'm so happy to hear about your friend. I definitely hope that they join us. I think that, that what makes United We Dream really unique in this moment in particular, and I think it's important to, for us to be able to take um, one big step backward and zoom out in this conversation. Our work happens within the context of a political landscape that includes the rise of white nationalism, the rise of power of black and brown people all across the country. And you saw that with the leadership of the movement for black lives and many other black led local organizing efforts that created the nation's um, most largest and most historic um, defense for black lives um, Mm -hmm. in the last summer. Um, And I think that we're in a, in a moment of creating real, um, a real breakthrough uh, where we see immigration as not an issue to be solved in and of itself or even about like immigration policy, but really about a racial justice, economic, gender issue. That there is no mistake that in the last 35 years, there's been no proactive or positive immigration policy that has passed through Congress. And that the only thing that we have seen increase in the last 35 years is the $20 billion budget of ICE and CBP, which are the largest um, law enforcement agencies in the country. ICE stands for Immigration and Customs Enforcement, CBP, Customs and Border Patrol. They are a semi-autonomous force that is has been present in the lives of undocumented people for now generations. I've lived this their influence um, in my own family when um, more than 15 years ago, my father was taken away from me and disappeared oh um, just because he was driving without a driver's license in Texas. He was stopped by local police. He was racially profiled. He was too brown in a too white neighborhood, put into detention and deportation proceedings, and in a matter of weeks, deported. And I think that it's important to see this moment as one that is an opening where young people are seeing that Yes, citizenship is important, that undocumented people like myself are really clear that we need to win citizenship this year and that Democrats, now that they have control of the House, the Senate and the White House to deliver. And, you know, citizenship didn't protect Breonna Taylor mm-hmm. from being killed in the streets. They, it did not protect us from the impact of Donald Trump and his agenda. And so I think it's both um, an exciting moment, but also a moment full of responsibility that United We Dream does not take lightly. The immigration reform bill that's coming up, could you talk a bit more about that and what you guys are working on for this? Yeah. So, I mean, we are in a moment of real opportunity. I mean, I think, um, Nancy, we've been in go mode for the last 10 years, the last four years during Trump to build political power, to open up opportunities for exactly this immigration policy that helps people without hurting people. And so 
Um, for the longest time, we've been in this conversation with Republicans, like how many can we get them to come to our side and like uh, mm-hmm. vote for the DREAM Act or vote for citizenship or vote for other pieces. And, you know, I think that you and I know and the country sees how polarized like the, the Republican Party has become. Um, I think that in, right now we're the closest that we have ever been to delivering real change in people's lives. We have a process called the uh, reconciliation process, this Build Back Better plan that uh, Joe Biden promised to the American people. Um, and we have an opportunity of a lifetime. We only need 50 votes. Um, and wow. there's 50 Democrats uh, right now in the Senate, 51 with the vice president. So we are the closest that we have ever been. It is the Democrats. It's on the Democrats' hand. It is theirs to lose if they don't deliver citizenship. And so part of the process is to go for for uh, Democrats to add citizenship to the actual bill. The House has passed, um, the House committee has passed um, the bill that would give citizenship for millions of people. Now it's on the Senate to add that to their side. Soon they're going to be um, in negotiations. You know, and it's, I think it's important to know that we're also like one of many pieces of a larger Build Back Better plan. People are talking about investments into our care economy, investments into um, things that will intervene in the, in the growing uh, threat of climate um, change, um, things like tax credits for working families. And so I'm really excited about this moment, not only because what it would mean for undocumented people in the U.S., but also all black and brown working families, poor working families in the U.S. I was curious about like how the work has changed during the pandemic. Like how was the work before the pandemic, during the pandemic, and how is it now? Like are you on the ground meeting people, traveling? Like are people going out and like volunteering? Well, you know, Nancy, as you know, the COVID, the COVID catastrophe was actually a meeting of different catastrophes um, in one moment. Uh, you see the white rise of white nationalism, the rise of COVID and the, how it's decimated a majority of black and brown communities because mm-hmm. of a- lack of access to health care, because most of us are working, working people that couldn't afford to stay home. Um, and also the economic chasm between the billionaire class and working people. And so during COVID, because this is a fight for our lives, you have seen um, since the beginning of it, people literally put their health and their bodies on the line, obviously with a lot of precaution. And in November, they went out to knock on doors to get out the vote to ensure that Donald Trump did not come out. Just yesterday, we had um, a march of more than 10,000 people here in Washington. Washington, D.C., demanding for Democrats to do their job and deliver on citizenship for millions of undocumented people. Um, And we will not stop because this is about our lives. We actually, though, um, are really ensuring that all of our work is grounded in like increasing health and support for uh, for folks um, in our communities, uh, taking all the precautions necessary. But it's about our lives and we have to show up. So um, United We Dream was really uh, lucky to be one of the organizations that because of the nature of our work, uh, we were already uh, working at a, in a network sort of space and not um, office bound. So it allows us the ability to be more flexible and uh, to be with our people in a diff- in different ways. And because we're youth led, um, the ability to use things like Zoom or TikTok mm-hmm. or like Slack or things to communicate uh, also came a little little easier to us the youth these days are really really amazing and so 
politically active. I have a lot of faith in Gen Z. The work that we do in the future comes from some of the things we experienced during childhood and the activism that we do when we're young. I was reading about your background and really curious. So like you migrated to the U.S. from Mexico and then studied at a con- very conservative university. So I wanted to hear about your um, your path to getting to United We Dream and just like how was your childhood? How did that inspire your interest? Just someone today was asking me like what keeps me at United We Dream. And the real like heart of the heart answer is that uh, United We Dream is a place where I was able to learn to love all parts of myself that I thought should remain secret and not celebrated. And so, you know, growing up in Dallas, Texas, um, in the South, very conservative sort of like um, state, I thought that being undocumented was something to be ashamed of. I thought that being queer was something that like was uh, was a sin um, and not something to be celebrated. And because of my love and my commitment to my parents and to, you know, maybe people that are listening today have shared similar upbringing where like I, everything that I did was to make sure that like I made them proud and that their sacrifices were worth it. Um, I just remember being a high school student and I, my, my mode was just to keep my head down, not make any noise, go to college, be a doctor, marry like a rich person mm-hmm. and make sure that my parents, you know, <laughs> what they needed. Um, I'm sure some people will relate to that. Um, I think in, when I was a senior is when, um, a Sentenbrenner bill, which was an anti-immigrant bill passed and since it was named after a, a, an anti-immigrant legislator, uh, it passed the house of representatives. And if that bill would have come to law, I would have said that undocumented people like my, my parents would be even more susceptible to being jailed and any person that would support us would also be uh, held liable. And so I just remember feeling so like devastated when I had to interpret for my dad that like what the law meant is like they wanted to deport us. And so I remember going going back to my MySpace days and trying to figure out more information and like how I could protect my family from it. And what I saw was like other young people in places like California doing these high school walkouts um, in defense of our families. And I thought, why why can't this happen here? Um, and I just I felt like I got swept away by the moment of this like clear like way to take action that I and a friend um, organized a high school walkout. And, you know, in that time, it was like a big risk because I was about to go to college. I had like that whole scholarship thing. I just, I thought I did something to mess it up. It would mess up the whole sort of like plan, but I just felt like I had to do it. So uh, I was successful with my, with my high school and getting um, hundreds of young people to take over Dallas, downtown Dallas. And um, I was hooked. I saw the power that young people felt um, coming together. I saw the way that the quote unquote adults um, treated us after being able to mobilize like that. I just became really clear that this was the moment, that this was the time and that we needed that this is how I wanted to spend the rest of my time. And so since then, I 
I learned about what it was to be a community organizer, what it was to like meet other young undocumented people just like myself and this network all across the country. Um, and I've since then dedicated my life to ensuring that the same transformation that I had of, you know, going from shame to pride, from shadows to light, um, and from being isolated to being in community, that 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 I wanted to facilitate that for many, many young people and many others. I'm curious, what are some of your proudest accomplishments? At UWD, we believe, as I shared with you, that those closest to the pain are closest to the innovations, the breakthroughs. Um, and I think that, the, that that is important to know because we believe that people that are most directly impacted should be at the decision-making table and the strategy and set the strategy. We don't just do that because we think it's like the cool thing to do or you're, we're trying to meet some like quota of people that are directly impacted. We have demonstrated and have a record that that makes the strategy sharper. That when your life is on the line, when it's your your community that's impacted, it makes you it makes your blinders um, different. It makes you be able to be resourceful. And so, I'm proud that like in the last ten years, we have been able to, to shift the landscape to ensure that many others, um, many other young people or youth led efforts are are accepted and not ostracized and supported uh, rather than undermined. Really proud to have been and, and be in relationship with folks like the sunrise movement like uh, many uh, many others that are, are doing this work and then finally I think I'm really proud that we have been able to um, create this uh, the conditions where people understand that um, immigration is not just uh, immigration policy and like you know citizenship at the end of the tunnel but rather um, we are doing the work to call for a divestment of the systems and the um, and the structures that harm our community and investment in um, in our community to thrive, like papers, like access to healthcare, like access to in-state tuition. So, you know, I think we could all have the best rhetoric and the best tweets, but if it doesn't make an impact in someone's life, then is it, did it even really happen? And um, I think for us, it's, it's really, the proof is in the putty. Pudding. We have um, had victories at the state, local, and national levels, and we're, we're not stopping anytime soon. How does it work being based in D.C. and then organizing people from across the country? So the cool thing about United We Dream is that we um, are we're a grassroots organizing network. So that means that we have uh, people all across the country every day representing UWD um, in relationship to our community and organizing with our members. And so... I am not the only team members. It just it feels really great to see folks um, in Florida and Texas and Arizona and Oklahoma and Connecticut and others. So we we stay in touch throughout the day, and then we um, we have uh, these uh, great places for for coming together. So and I think all all the time it's grounded in our membership. If someone were to join as a new member, what could they expect and like what would their be their responsibilities? I want to highlight one in particular, which is 
and the uh, um, the organizers on the ground and the membership members on the ground. So there is a United We Dream Florida that member is welcomed with a one-on-one from an organizer. They're part of community meetings. There's uh, those meetings sort of like outside of those. Uh, we develop local strategies that win. One moment, one thing that's happening right now is we're calling attention to the detentions and deportations and deaths that are happening in the state of Florida at the hands of Republicans that continue to have detention centers that um, you know, are, are places where people are riddled with COVID and do not have the ability for people to uh, be reunited with their families. And so a UWD member uh, comes together with our organizers and our staff to develop the strategy, the um, the tactics, and, and then moves forward. So I'm really excited about um, welcoming many new people into our work and especially in the midst of this national campaign. So it's like, grassroots and kind of different for depending on which location you're you're joining in mm-hmm. that's right well i'm definitely going to tell my friends and all the listeners about this to join i know we have a lot of undocumented listeners um and also just like a great queer community here was there anything else that you wanted to to chat on that i didn't get to no i think we covered all the bases nancy thank you so much i'm really it was really an honor to join you and your listeners today Thank you so much. I really enjoyed speaking with you. I learned so much. Your work is super inspiring. I'm just like, oh, I want to do more organizing work. <laughs> Come on, we need you. We need you. I know. I'm like trying to figure that out right now. So. That's our episode for today. Thank you for tuning in. Again, I am Nancy from Progressive Opinions of Color POC Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a five-star review and a ranking or rating, whatever it's called, on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on any platform that you use and share this podcast with your friends on social because that is just great marketing for us. Make sure to follow us on social and follow all the links below and I will see y'all in the next episode. Bye.